This is the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Steak Ranchers. One, two, three, go! Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Super Sports Schools Podcast. It's a fervently frenetic festival of schoolboy rugby. It's the 2023 Under 18 Craven Week where the best players from around the country are pitted against each other right here in George. And Tim and I are going to be catching every moment of the action and we want to bring you along for the ride as well. So to start out, we want to find out a bit of the history of Craven Week, what makes it so special and what it means to take part in it. So we've assembled a panel of experts to help us find all of this out and to take part in that all-important Supersport Schools quiz. So stick around for all of that, but here, meet the panel. Alongside me is the expert panel that we've got to unpack Craven Week today. Obviously, you know Tim, my co-host. We've got our Supersport Schools Encyclopedia, Hannes Nienaber, and then a very special guest all the way from the Sharks, Neil Powell. Hannes, Neil, thanks so much for joining us. Just to start off, can you go into what your role here is at Craven Week uh, this year, what you're doing, and a little bit of what your relationship with Craven Week is? Uh, yes, so um, this year is my 15th Craven Week, so it's uh, quite interesting, probably more than most people will play. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, uh, but yeah, I'm here to cover it out of a written content uh, side for Supersport Schools. Yeah, I'm director of rugby at the Sharks. So obviously, uh, to have a look at the talent, the young talent in South Africa, um, I think it's obviously more Mike Warak, our high performance manager's responsibility to um, sign some of the best uh, youngsters in South Africa. But also, you had to support the Sharks game week team. I think they had a good uh, start yesterday against the Western Province 15 um, team, um, winning that game. So. They will probably play Western Province tomorrow, uh, which will be a tough one. And we um, yeah, are looking forward. Hopefully the Sharks can go all the way. I, I don't... He's here to steal our players. It's, it's happening again. Alex and I are both from the Western Cape. So Storm is Western Province for forwarders and lost a few talents to you guys. So Thanks for wearing black and white today to support the Sharks. <laughs> They really got us with that one. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to have a, a couple of words with Supersport Schools. Um, guys, so both been involved with Craven Week before. Neil, you've actually played here. We uh, dived into the history a little bit to have a look at that. Fond memories from back then? Yeah, I think uh, as a player and as a coach, I think I've, I've played here sevens. Um, way back at the World Series with here in George, actually. And it was um, oh, it was actually quite, quite a bit of fun. I think... Uh, Always a different atmosphere when it's a smaller stadium. The people are sitting a little bit closer to the field as well. Um, and it was one of, again, one of the favorite stops for, for the teams on, on the World Series. So, um, yeah, played year um, 15s and then also played, uh, sorry, played year 7s and then also played current week um, for the Free State in the primary school and high school. So, um, yeah, used to this competition and, and what it's all about. Um, yeah, and I think it's a, it's an amazing platform for youngsters to launch their, their professional rugby careers from. And Hannes, as you said, 15 years covering this and years before looking back at what Craven League has meant. What is it like being at this year's tournament? It's exciting. I quite like it. Um, we've seen it's, I think it's since uh, 2012. It's the first time that we've been at a stadium or 2013 and not at a school again. And um, I quite like it. I, uh, it's probably not if it's at a big stadium, but at a stadium like here and in George, smaller town, you get the vibe a bit more. 
um, uh, being Craven Week. So I, I quite like it. Um, this year's Craven Week, I'm, I'm a bit more excited than pr probably the previous years. I don't know if it's COVID that uh, made the, the break uh, uh, too long and now it's two Craven Weeks uh, since then. But um, I quite like uh, being here in George and, and covering this week. And you mentioned you've covered 15 of them, but as we were discovering earlier yesterday when we had a look, you've got files there with the programs going all the way back to the first one. Um, so do you have any, just in that encyclopedic knowledge of yours, any any fun facts about uh, Niels here, here playing Craven Week? I know Neil was the captain in his uh, second year at high school for Craven Week Free State out of Central. So that is a big thing. I don't know if there's uh, since then uh, another guy from Central that captained the, the Craven Week team of Free State. So it's big. Also, he's two, all both brothers also played Craven Week for Free State. So that's uh, quite interesting. But interesting out of all of those booklets of mine, the 1964 one, the first Craven Week, that booklet I got from uh, uh, Um. Uh, who played in that first week, Kurs de Lange. And the interesting part was he was, uh, there was a, a, a award for the neatest player of the week and he won it. So uh, how, how times have changed. <laughs> Wait, neatest player? Wait, what, what is it about having your shirt tucked in, boots all his tights? I don't know, making your bed or something. I don't <laughs> know. Must, what have, must part, have been yeah. in the back line, yeah. not getting muddy he, or... He was a lock. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. Surprising stuff. I guess you have different ideas of what being neat is. So I actually wanted to ask Neil, as director of rugby at Sharks, what, is, what does this tournament really, really mean when it comes to scouting and getting talent? Because we know this is players from the best schools around the country put into teams in a week of just rugby, rugby, rugby. What is, what is this all about? Yeah, I think it's a it's another opportunity for the unions, uh, another opportunity for the agents to look at. Um, like I said, I think some of the top youngsters in South African rugby, and and I think obviously most of the scouting and most of the recruitment has been done already um, with all the Easter festivals, the Villaclavers, the North versus South. Um, but then you also get the opportunity to see somebody like Gino Capita that's actually from Strand High School that um, maybe don't get the opportunity to go to Villaclaver and all those big um, festivals, but then get the opportunity to play in a tournament like this um, against top quality centers and to show that he's actually capable of playing at that level. So I think it's a it's another opportunity for the unions to to have a third or fourth look at a certain player. Uh, maybe there's one or two surprises at the Crane Week that everybody go, listen, but that's actually not a bad player. Let's maybe have a look at him. Um, yeah, and I think, like I said as well, it actually launched my career into into professional rugby, um, and it, I, I'm sure it will actually launch some of these youngsters' careers in, in professional rugby as well. And and um, like Ganes as well, looking back at um, when we scouted for for the sevens, um, I, I don't know what year it was. I think it was 2013, and seeing the names of Awarik Galant and Duan van der Merwe, and um, who else was there? Ruan Janssen van Rensberg is actually back at the Sharks now, seeing their names in that in the list of players that we actually scouted and we saw at Villaclava that was that year. Um, and to see how their careers has gone since um, since the 19-year-olds or 18-year-olds at Villaclava was, was actually amazing. And then sometimes you'll see some talented guys that you actually thought were talented then and they just disappeared off the scene, which is obviously a, a, a pity. But I think a great opportunity for, for agents um, and for unions to actually have another look at some of the top talent in South Africa. And how is important is that continuity? Because obviously you guys come back each year looking for new players and there's so much talent in South Africa. 
I mean, is there a relatively high turnover that needs to be filled with with new talent, or is it always just exciting to be on the lookout for the next big thing? I think it's a it's a bit of a combination of both. I think um, we'll obviously look at our senior team and see what we think we will have um, like positions that we need to fill up in the next three or four years and then try to contract those players. So it will be specific in the needs of what the union need and what we have at the at the senior level. But then also standouts. Um, I think a good example was uh, Jarenzo Julius uh, last year. And I think we've, we've signed him. I think he's, he's talented. He's playing for the s 20s this year while he's still under 19. So, um, yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's the specifics that we would look at and say, listen, we need a four lock or we need a 12 or we need a 10. But then there's also those standouts that we will identify and try to get them on board and, and sign them with the Sharks. So, I mean, you've talked about this continuation and both continuation and standout players. I was going to ask you, Giannis, are there any players that have gone, I mean, I'm asking you to look at the deep, the deep depths of your knowledge of players the that archive. kind of cruised through this or even didn't make it through the stage, but still got noticed at another level. The interesting part is if you look at the 2019 World Cup squad, then most of them would be in action again for the box later this year. Um, uh, Makuzola Mapimpi didn't play Craven Week. Um, it comes from a school gym of Baba Vaza. I'm struggling with that uh, pronunciation in King Williamstown. Uh, Kubis Reinach, uh, didn't play uh, Craven Week. There's quite a few. Damien Delinda didn't play Craven Week. Uh, I don't think Cheslin Colby played Craven Week. So there's still a chance. It's it, it, that's the that's what's scary about South African schoolboy talent. It's it's so vast. So Craven Week, you'd agree, is not the it's not the be all and end all, but it is a good place to notice people that might have been overlooked, but then also to see how those who have been noticed already can stack up uh, against each other on such a highly competitive platform. So then in that, right, what does it truly take? I mean, I know there are a few high schoolers that are watching this, a few primary schoolers, maybe guys that didn't get selected for the teams. If you're not getting selected for this, what does it take? What do you, what do you need to put in if you want to make it to that next level of rugby? Yeah, I think there's no shortcuts. I think it's always a bit of hard work. Um, and like you said as well, I don't think it's the be all and end all if you don't make it at the uh, Grand Week level. I think if you if you select another Western Province team and another Sharks team and another Bulls team, there will there will still be a lot of talent that's out there that that wasn't selected now for the Grand Week. So, and I think that's probably the secret of scouting is to be able to know those guys and know that there's still a lot of talent out there. There might be players that's injured uh, and can't play uh, this crime week that, that was selected, but due to injury, um, missed out on the crime week. So, um, and that's what I think why it's important to not just come to one tournament like this and, and identify um, the talent, but actually start at a younger level, get a database of those players and then make sure that you keep track of them over the next three or four years so that when um, the opportunity comes along that you can sign them and, and get them into the union. I think I would actually be quite stressed as a scout because obviously we, in super sports schools, we know how much talent is out there and we see a lot of it through the thousand plus games that get streamed on a weekend. And as a, as a scout, as someone looking for this talent, you can't be everywhere at once. You can't even watch all the matches on super sports schools to stream it. So there, there is talent that's going to be overlooked. And that's something that I think would, would keep me awake at night. But obviously there's, there is so much talent in South Africa and, and many people, if they can't make it in South Africa, do go overseas and, and still are able to be involved in rugby and sometimes also not as players as, as, as coaches going into officiating and going into lots of different fields around rugby. So I think Hannes, to come to you, I mean, 
you're involved in Craven Week and have been involved in Craven Week for 15 years. And that's through writing and through telling these stories. So how important do you think it is that also to look at the more holistic side of it? Uh, yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's the Craven Week is uh, it's, it's very important and it's, it's, it's good for, it's part of our, our schoolboy system in South Africa is what makes us special. So it's, it's, it's quite, and this tournament is always special. You can, uh, there's a lot of critics probably on it and that, but it's, it's, it's always been special. I think there's no other tournament like it in the world. It's, uh, over 50 years old. It's, uh, the talent that's here. And it's, it's important to be realistic. There's, a uh, um, uh, unfortunately in South Africa, not everybody can become Springboks. Not everyone can become a Blitzbok even. And, but there's a lot of other opportunities that came forth with rugby being professional and going, you can be a writer, you can, there's, uh, with super sports schools, you can produce content, there's uh, on video on different levels, as well as uh, in medical sides, there's a, there's a, it, it's, rugby has become a, a bigger vehicle than I think uh, most people realize. So there's, there's a lot of opportunities created and if you're, it's your passion, there's probably a place for you in, in the sport. So take you back from where we've been. I wanted to know, on a lighter note, what is something about Craven Week that is just it stands out to you? What what's your greatest highlight around this tournament? Yeah, I think not just for Craven Week, but but for rugby in general, it's just the friendships, um, the friendships that you make uh, on and off the field. Um, I think if you again referring back to sevens a few years ago. Uh, when you go onto the World Series, you stay in the same hotel. You share the dining area for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and you actually become friends with the guys that you play against um, every single day. Even the coaches, um, you'll have coffee with the, the coach of Argentina, Santiago Gomez Cora. I played with him and then coached against him. And we'll we'll have a, a coffee in a week leading up to a tournament when we're actually in the same pool as well. So, And I think that's the things that make this game so special is the friendships that um, that get formed in 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 your career, and whenever you see each other in the street, so twenty years from now, you will still almost share those moments that you had on the field. And I think that's what makes this game so special. It's just um, that unbelievable friendship that will last probably a lifetime. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Super Sport Schools podcast. Remember, you can catch the rest of Craven Week on Super Sport. I'm going to take a quick break now. Spur back bacon is like having fillet for breakfast. Because back bacon has more meat and less fat. And we grill that back bacon at 350 degrees. Then serve it with two large eggs, golden chips, grilled tomato, toast and jam. And at only $49.90 for our unreal breakfast. Why not bring the whole family? Spur. People with a taste for life. T's and C's apply. I think with sevens, that's a really special thing that you guys have because you are traveling from country to country each week sometimes. And like you say, you're staying in the same hotel. Young players often are thinking they want to get signed to the Storms, the Sharks, one of these unions in South Africa or go overseas. But there's also our fantastic sevens um, path as well that you're obviously involved in for so many years. Um, and I think that benefit to young people to get to travel the world, make friends and have that experience while playing sport professionally is just um, incredible. So I think just to to kind of round off that that discussion about the sevens for for you highlights or are they just too many to choose from um and i think for for the youngsters going into it's any any advice to players who might want to get into sevens and not necessarily just 15s 
Yeah, I think before I get to the highlights, I think an interesting fact, the first time that we opened the doors of the Sevens Academy was in 2013, and our intake was actually Cheslin Colby, Kwaga Smith, Werner Kok, Justin Gedult, and then three or four other players. So it's, it was quite a wow. quite a successful intake. And uh, we specifically remember at the Crane Week, they didn't select any of those players because they were too small. Um, and now Kwaga is playing Springboks, Cheslin is, is playing for the Springboks, um, Werner is playing for the Sharks and Justin is still involved with the, with the Sevens so we've always said that Sevens can also be a pathway to become a 15th um, Springbok and I think it, it shows in, in a, in a Kwaka Smith and a Jason Colby um, Kirtley Ahrens is, is another example um, so yeah I think it's, a, it's, it's also a pathway it's, a, it's an amazing game you actually get paid to see the world um, what better way to, to explore the world as a 19, 20 and 21 year old um, it is obviously hard work um, often some of the 15 players are not too keen to go to the sevens because you do, you do work hard in a sevens game it's, uh, there's only 7 players on the field to do the work of 15 guys what 15 guys normally will do on the same um size pitch so it's uh it is really tough um but yeah I think there's a lot of highlights uh, again I think the friendships that was made um from the different countries Andy friend from from Australia um Santiago Gomez Correa already mentioned um Colin McRae from Scotland um just the friends that was made and uh, I think obviously the tournaments that was won was also special and there was a lot of highlights. The World Series that was won um, was also special. And then always the first tournament or when we won in South Africa, um, I remember the first one was in PE. Um, I think it was it was actually the Saturday after um, Nelson Mandela passed away. So it was really special to be able to win that tournament in in Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. Um, yeah, so I think the just so many and, and just again the players the friendships um, the fact that you still have contact with the Seabellus and Atla although he's playing for Western Province and you are the Sharks and Angela Davids all the guys uh, Roscoe Speckman it's just amazing to see those players and to see um, what life after rugby um, is for them and, and how they do after rugby I think that's, that's an important thing and that they're actually all doing pretty pretty well they are and, and, and almost start, started and, and created a, a life after rugby for themselves I mean, it is beautiful to see what the rugby community has done for each other. I mean, being at this festival, you see guys, a few pro players here, a few coaches here, and you guys are just so tightly knit together. But I mean, I was going to ask you, Hannes, as you and I, couch rugby players, we're, we're playing from here. <laughs> but it's still a community and it's still something special being able to watch these festivals and tournaments. I'm going to ask you what your highlights around this competition has been. Oh, uh it's uh, Neil put me under pressure because um, I, I must also say the friendships is probably from what I get from schoolboy rugby. Um, and it's, to be honest, uh, we talk a lot about schoolboy rugby and how big it is and you hear about it worldwide on how, our system. But the secret to our system is the, coach, the school coaches and it's teachers. And um, it's, it's probably more volunteer than uh, getting paid for it. And, and that's the success of our system. And it's if you walk around here, there's a lot of it's uh, what I like about Kramnik as well. I mustn't walk around the stadium because I get stopped every second guy because I know them from they coached here or they coached there, this school. And, and it's quite interesting. I just talked before um, uh, to coaches. A uh, lot of people uh, from the Free State retire here in George and they're here to watch. They've retired. They were coaches there in Free State in the Griffins, but they came to watch the Craven Week and, and, and rekindle some of those friendships. But I must say, out of a perspective on the field, 
it's probably I'm as a journalist. It's probably most of the negative stuff that uh, you remember. If I can say it like that, I remember 2009 Craven Week. Free State were in the main game, and they only selected uh, one hooker and one um, scrum off um, for the balance of the team. Peter Rademan, Baxian van Yerden, and Free State lost in the main game. It's the first game that I covered that they lost. Uh, oh no, they lost SWD as well with CJ Stunder the year before. But Craig Barry scoring a try and to break Free State hearts in that 2009 uh, Crane Week main game. That's the stuff that I remember. It's the big moments that turns games. So, yeah, there's a, and, and it's nice to look back. It's like Neil said, look back in the book, like, oh, Kwaha Smith, and all of those that you remember how they played. And you've probably you've seen them before everybody knew about them. So it's quite nice to see, oh, yeah, I did mark Kwaha Smith, but I also marked this oak. Where is he now? What happened to him? Why didn't he make it through? So it's, it would make it interesting. Yes. <laughs> no, I, it was just, it's cool to hear this tournament as it's just time to shine for these players where they can just play rugby and they can just be. And you touched on the school community aspect. And I think that's something that sat home for me because I remember throughout high school, every July holiday, I told my parents, don't plan anything. Don't take me anywhere. I'm on the couch Monday to Friday. Don't text me. And for me, being a Bosch boy, it was always being there to watch guys that are in the upper grades, upperclassmen, just playing. And I was like, oh, I know that guy. He's one of mine. And even after high school, I'm still watching Craven Week like that. I mean, you see a player like Jomo Omisi, um, somebody in the lower grades that looked up to us, I guess, in a way. But seeing him out there gives like a sense of school pride. And it just it brings us all together. So... I think that for me, that's as a couch rugby player, that's where I find my joy. I must say that's a, a, I probably one day will get in trouble for saying this, but um, I've always got the idea that playing for your school's first side, even if it's um, I'm, I'm Brantford or Pof Adder or uh, York High, or it's Otaniqua Polbos High or Rondebosch or Grey College, it's the same type of pride playing for your school's first team. And I think the first time that you will feel that pride again with all that expectation on your shoulders is if you are the, one of the select few that will play for the Springboks. And it, I don't think it's the same if you play for a union. It's, it's not the same. Not all of that expectation is on you. So that's what makes it special as well, schoolboy rugby. Just before we end off and, do, and put your knowledges to the test as we like to do, on the show. I'm just going to ask you each what you're most looking forward to for the rest of the week. I want to see if someone can challenge Western Province uh, because they looked very good uh, so far and I don't know if someone can challenge them because if, if they go unbeaten through here, they could probably um, go for the record for the highest unbeaten in the next year for next year's tournament. Most unbeaten games in on a streak for in what, what is that record, Hannes? A uh, twelve matches. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think um, yeah, Western Province they definitely look like the informed team at the Crane Week, so it will be interesting to see who play them. Uh, well, if they make the final, because I think they might play the Sharks tomorrow, um, and then who will play them in the final? So I really hope the Sharks can uh, give them. Can give them a bit of a, a scare and, and beat them maybe tomorrow. Um, yeah, but I think it, it's always good to see who will play in the final and the final day um, and then see the result there. It's always obviously good to be crowned the, the champion of the Kramer Week. So um, let's see how it goes. 
Thanks, guys. We're going to end off now with our Super Sports Schools podcast quids. But because we've got Hannes here, who is the 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 school sport encyclopedia, um, we we're going to give a bit of a time advantage to Neil. So you'll get sixty seconds. I'll I'll ask the questions. It's as many as you can get right in those sixty seconds, and you'll go up on our leaderboard. The most at the moment is Tahira Augusti. She's an SA national women's team hockey player, but she's in matric this year, so she got thirteen. Um, and like me, me and Neil also from Bloemfontein. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll see, and then you'll be going up against Hannes. Hannes will go after you, but he'll only get forty five seconds. So it's a so we're gonna see how that goes. I like this position because I don't actually have to lose it that round. Yeah, Tim's Tim's very good at that. All of a sudden, I'm nervous here. <laughs> Most of the questions are to do with rugby, to do with Craven Week. Uh, some of them are other sports so that every now and then there's a random one thrown in and some true falses etc okay okay neil powell are you ready to play i'm ready 60 seconds on the clock your time starts now which province is the Falker team from you uh what's it uh oh my word (laughs) uh do you want to pass yeah pass. pass okay who won the 2023 united rugby championship that is Stormus. No, sorry, that's Munster. Correct. Which South African tennis player is the only person to have won the Australian Open twice in the same year? Kevin Curran. At Johan Creek, true or false? Supersport schools has streamed more than 10 sports. Uh, true. Correct. What is the name of the Olympic sport where players slide stones on a sheet of ice towards a target area? Uh, yes, so what's that? Uh, Skeeting, what's it? Curling. Curling, oh. Who is go. the only person to have refereed two men's rugby World Cup finals? Andre Watson, Nigel Owens or Wayne Barnes? Uh, Wayne Barnes. It's Andre Watson. Oh, what wow. position does a number 13 usually play? Outside center. Correct. Uh, which province is the Pumas team from? It's uh, Mapumalanga. Correct. Which team won the last Craven Week main match? Uh, Western province. Correct. All right, there we go. Time oh. is up. Oh, Time okay. goes quickly, eh? Yeah. Gauteng. <laughs> Southern Gauteng. Yeah. Five. All right, Hannes. You're going to have 45 seconds to beat five. Just just know, if you lose this, this score is going to the leaderboard. And if you get less than nine, you're below me. Oh. Just, let's put that into perspective. Below okay. me. Okay. Let's try. <laughs> All right, Hannes, are you ready? I'm ready. Your time starts now. Where did the South African men's hockey team place in the 2022 Commonwealth Games? Oh, fourth. Correct. Which university hosted the 2023 SASHOC Nationals? Uh, University of Free State. Correct. True or false, Venus Williams has won more double Grand Slams than singles? True. It's correct. How many teams are taking part in the 2023 Under-18 Craven Week? 16. Correct. Which province is the Griffins team from? And Free State. Northwest province. Free State. Free State. Okay, we have it wrong here. Never mind. True or false, the HSBC 7 Series used to be held at Otaniqua Park Stadium here in George. True. Great. This year, the Craven Week host, Wurskul Otaniqua, is celebrating turning how old? 100 years. Correct. Oh, I'm going to ask a bonus question just because it's a really cool one. To the nearest meter, how tall are the tallest rugby posts in South Africa? 38 meters. <laughs> 24.5, okay. so 25 okay. meters. Yes, Hannes. Hannes, I, I don't know how many, but uh, proving why you are the school sports encyclopedia, and I think, Neil, if we if we didn't get so caught up on Falka. <laughs> uh, uh, 
and and Hannes took the time to correct our incorrect answer. So thank you, free states. Yeah, I was looking, I was looking at that like, hmm. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, looking forward to the rest of this Craven Week. I hope you guys enjoy it and have as much fun as we do watching and being our couch rugby supporters, as Tim says. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. This has been the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars, powered by Spurs Take Ranchers.